full name is Melinda. Some call me Mel. His full name is Patrick. Some call him Pat. So, Pat and Mel. So, anyway, we're here today to celebrate. And we're celebrating the progress that Christ's church, and that includes you at Hyde Park, are making in reaching a lost world. But one of the greatest barriers there is to reaching other people, telling about Christ, is language barrier. And so that great commission, how do we get that beyond with the language barrier? Well, the Holy Spirit, speaking through John, said, After this I looked, and there before me was a great multitude that no one could count, from every nation, tribe, people, and language standing before the throne in front of the Lamb, as she just read. So you see, every language is supposed to be represented. And so that's what we are about. In order to reach every nation, tribe, and people for Christ, we have to do it with their language, their language that speaks to the heart. And God has called us in Wycliffe to do that, that very big task. It sounds kind of like an impossible task, but God wouldn't have given it to us if it were truly impossible. For the many, many years, Patrick and I have worked primarily in Papua New Guinea. That's a, a nation that is north of Australia. Maybe you've seen it on National Geographic, rather exotic looking. So we lived in the rainforest with the people, learned their culture, learned their, their language, and became a part of them and their clans. But there are still in that Papua New Guinea nation 200-something of that 800 languages that don't have any scripture in them. Please stop talking. Yeah, we worked there for 25 years, and that was with what just one language, the Alamblok, in order to help them to have God's word through the New Testament that was dedicated to them. Well, over the past 14 years, uh, we've taken a little bit different approach within Wycliffe. Not so much as that uh, one translator to one language, but now we're involved in working with multi-language groups. And so for the past 14 years, we've been involved in a project uh, on an island off the shore of Papua New Guinea. The island is called New Ireland Province. And we've been working in a project there where there are 11 languages. So we're multiplying ourselves many times over. And so these language groups have been working uh, for these many years trying to uh, get their languages, get the New Testament into their languages, and we've been training these nationals, coming alongside them so that they have the tools to be able to do this. And so from 14 years ago up until uh, about four years ago in 2014, on that year we had the first one of those groups that were able to dedicate their New Testament. That was the Sokarek people, uh, that you see here. They were able to finish their New Testament in much less than, than the 23 years that we took. And then a couple years after that, another one of those 11 groups were able to finish their New Testament, the Hinsal. They dedicated it. Then the next year in 2017, the Baruch finished their New Testament. And then just earlier this year in May, the Kandas finished theirs. And all of these dedications, when they take place, are massive cultural events that every village and every individual takes place in because it is such a momentous and joyous affair. Let's see what one of those dedications might look like. 
celebration, huh? They are a great thing to be able to attend and be involved in. Of course, it brings great joy to us when we see an accomplishment like that in the New Testament arriving and being received with such enthusiasm. 
And over and over again, you see that happening. So several of the New Testaments have been completed. We have a couple that are in progress. Uh, earlier this year, I finished checking another one of the New Testaments, the last books of First and Second Corinthians and Romans, and now they're ready to prepare for publishing. So one by one, this language of 11 groups are receiving the Word of God, and so it is progressing at a really wonderful pace. So that just leaves over the next few years before all of those 11 language groups in this one project will be able to celebrate their New Testaments, the coming of God's Word. Cameron Townsend, he's the one that started all this mess, he said that the greatest missionary is the Bible in the mother tongue. It never needs a furlough or leave, and it's never considered a foreigner. As we celebrate the milestone of the translated scripture in more than 3,300 languages, we celebrate that God is accomplishing his mission through his power like never before. More language groups are taking this on. It's not just us, but we're working together. Mission organizations, churches, Christian communities are becoming involved in the Bible translation movement. At least about one and a half billion people do not have the full Bible available in their first language. And over 700 million of these have no New Testament. And there are others that have portions of at least some level translation. But sadly, there are over 2,658 languages across more than 170 countries that don't have a full Bible, but they're making progress in the Bible translation. But the remaining need is great. A recent statistic said that over 180 million people using 1,879 spoken languages and 284 sign languages. Yes, those are the only language for many, many people. They are needing some form of the Bible, some verse, something to begin. And our task in Wycliffe is to re reach these remaining languages and people groups. And you know what? These, there's a reason that they haven't been reached yet, why they're the last. And the reason is that they're most spiritually, religiously, politically, governmentally oppressed people groups in the world. Cameron Townsend, who founded Wycliffe, used to always say the Wycliffe members, he said, in order for us to ever complete this massive task, he says, we're going to have to advance on our knees. And so within Wycliffe, we've always made prayer as the foundation of trying to move forward and to move into these areas, especially now, areas that are so oppressed and hard to reach, these last and least and lost language groups. And beginning in 1982, Wycliffe started to put together what they call the Bibleist People's Prayer Project. And you can go online to the uh, Wycliffe website. And on there, they'll list the names of the groups that are still waiting. We know their names. We know the name of the group. We know how many are in that group. And so we're enlisting children, adults, churches, Sunday school classes to take on one of these language groups and to pray for them. We do that because we believe that really the beginning of translation in a language group is when someone starts praying for that to happen. 
But when people start praying, that's when things begin to happen, especially when they begin praying by word, by name, for those language groups. So that's a challenge that Melinda and I want to bring to Hyde Park this morning, is this whole idea of praying for these groups. Melinda had mentioned 2025. That is the year that Wycliffe is anticipating that the last of these 1,894 language groups will have a translator there beginning translation. It won't be finished in 2025, but everyone will have begun a translation in those last language groups. And so I challenge you this morning to pray. But I challenge you to pray for something a little bit different. This morning, I really want you all to pray for nothing. My hope is that you will pray for zero. And this is why I say that. I want to invite you to pray for nothing, to intercede for nobody, to beg for zero. For there are still dozens of nations with hundreds of languages containing millions of people who do not have one word of the Bible in their own language. So, I want to invite you to pray for nothing. To pray that no people would exist that cannot hear the words of Jesus. To pray that no nationality could be found who believes God does not speak their language. To pray that there would be not one single person in all creation that cannot understand the life-altering news that Scripture is uttering. So, I invite you to pray for nothing. Because that's what so many have. Nothing. Not one word, not one story, not one shred of the news that God became flesh after leaving his glory. You see, thousands do not know the lamb was slain to take their sorrows. Hundreds of thousands cannot hear and therefore cannot follow. Millions have no sword with which to pierce them joint and marrow, so they leave this world with stone hearts. They leave today and they will leave tomorrow. So I invite you to pray for zero, to throw yourself in front of the king and ask him for absolutely nothing. Zero people without his word, zero tongues who have not heard, zero countries without the 66 books, zero groups believing they were forsook, to daily beg our God to take the number of people who have no access to his word from millions down to nothing. That's what I invite you to pray for. Nothing. Nothing between him and every nation. Nothing outside the reach of his revelation. Zero who cannot hear his kingdom proclamation. We join in God's eternal operation when 
we pray for nothing. So I want to invite you to pray, to pray every day, to be those loving of nothing, those busy bodies for nobody, those heroes for zero. I invite you into a movement that's so much bigger than you or I, a collective people with a collective drive to reach every language by 2025. So pray, pray for zero, pray for none, pray for nobody. You are invited to pray, to pray for nothing. Sound like a worthy and an important endeavor to you? We read Jesus' words, make disciples of all nations. How do we disciple them if those people don't have the word of God? But we know from the vision of John, every language is going to be before him, bringing him glory. So we know God's going to accomplish it. It's his plan. So we really feel like we're in the final countdown. 2025, six years from now, we believe that God has called Wycliffe and other Bible translation organizations to have begun that task. And every language will still need it by then. Every one of those 1,879 languages will have a translation started by 2025. If we all pray and open the door for God to be able to accomplish it. So for all those people, about 180 million, that love story that we know so well, you know, it just falls flat with them. It's not in something that they can understand. They can't see it, they can't hear it, they can't know it, and it can't impact their lives because they don't have it in the language that they understand. So, you know, we can go and we can share about God's love, you know, what has happened in our lives and what it says. But that's all secondhand. People really need to have it in their own language. That just pales in comparison to receive it as God speaks to them about his love in the language of their hearts. So it's a great task that we have. Melinda and I have felt very privileged to be part of it. And we pray that you all will be a part of it with us as you pray for us and pray for Wycliffe. Pray for zero as we look towards that goal of reaching every one of those languages with the Word of God in their own language. After the Super Bowl a few years back, Coach Doug Pedersen, before leading his team in prayer, he gathered them together and he said this statement to them. He said, guys, because an individual can make a difference, but a team makes a miracle. And every completed New Testament is a miracle, a true miracle. And it takes a team, a team of people like you all, 
to stand behind us and this whole outreach of reaching them with the Word of God. So we challenge you to partner with us in this vision of reaching them all by 2025. And we thank you for what you've done to make it possible for us to have our little part in that. And we pray that you've been inspired as you've seen and heard what's been accomplished because of you all. Thank you very much.